Good evening, high school football fans. This is High School Football America for March the 26th, 2015. I'm Jeff Fisher, host of the show and founder and editor-in-chief of High School Football America and HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Took a little bit of time off as we're uh, getting the website uh, bigger and better. Still have that two-minute drill, though, every day for you. If you need your audio fixed, the two-minute drill can be listened to right on HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com, or you can uh, take it on the go. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, and that's right on the homepage at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Good show for you tonight. Going to be talking with uh, Jason Strunk, the head coach at Lubbock High School, who writes the turnaround for us. And Strunky and I are going to talk a little bit about our uh, week together that we had. Uh, myself, Trish Hoffman, and his wife, Tracy, we, they were out here in uh, Laguna Beach, and we had a good time talking a lot of football, talking about uh, making the turnaround bigger and better, talking about our coach's job board that's getting bigger and better, and that's what we've spent a lot of time on over the uh, the last month. Uh, right now, we have, uh, since we started back on uh, around January the 7th, we've posted 525 high school football jobs from around the country and uh, right as of right now uh, we are above 300 that are currently active it's a real easy system for you to uh, uh, go through all you have to do is go to highschoolfootballamerica.com in the uh, navigation tab right at the top of the screen there you'll see coaches job board and you click on that and you'll see uh, 10 at a time and you can expand that however you want you can search by keywords uh, head coach uh, offensive coordinator defensive coordinator assistant coach all of those tools are available to you there, and uh, we just want to thank everybody for uh, being real excited about the uh, Coach's Job Board. It is free right now if you'd like to list your opening. If you're a school administrator, an AD with a head coach opening, a superintendent, principal, doesn't matter. Just email me at jeff at highschoolfootballamerica.com, and we will post it up there for you for free. And uh, we're being told by the coaches that uh, getting great response when they post their listings up there. So uh, keep them coming. And uh, we're also going to have some big news coming up here as we are going to, going to expand the uh, coaches job board. Uh, we're going to go into all sports coming up here uh, starting sometime probably uh, later on next week. We're going to have a, a completely dedicated coachesjobboard.com for you, uh, although the, uh, the football jobs will stay on High School Football America. But uh, we've gotten so many uh, job offerings uh, to be posted, you know, from field hockey, soccer, basketball, baseball, wrestling, you name it. So uh, we're real excited to uh, bring coachesjobboard.com to the marketplace. And uh, we're also going to be expanding on that and give some great offerings, uh, ways to help you out with your resume, teach you uh, how to find your next job, best ways to interview. We're going to put all that together with uh, with the help of Trish Hoffman, who is uh, my partner, who's uh, been doing a lot on this. And we, we think we're going to have some really cool things for you guys to uh, check out here in the uh, in the coming months at highschoolfootballamerica.com and coachesjobboard.com. Follow us on Twitter. That's the way uh, when we're off the air. You can get all your up-to-date news. Follow us on Twitter at HSFB America, and also listen to uh, or uh, like us on Facebook. And like I said, uh, the podcast is another great way to uh, keep up with us when we are gone, uh, meaning not here on Thursday nights on the Artist First Radio Network. Uh, we're going to have a look at some of the news ahead coming up in uh, just a little bit, but uh, we mentioned Jason Strunk's going to be on the show. Also on the show tonight, uh, Chuck Williams, new friend of us here at High School Football America, as uh, Trish Hoffman uh, discovered uh, Chuck and his company and his upcoming film that they're going to be shooting in uh, Lumberton, North Carolina. The uh, name of the film 
is called Shake Off the World. It was written by uh, Chuck. You'll hear it's also loosely based upon his uh, athletic career. He was a football player player in Arizona, also played baseball there, and uh, they're going to be shooting it and using uh, the, the head coach at Lumberton and a lot of uh, players from there and a lot of players from uh, high school football players from the surrounding area. So we're going to talk to Chuck about that. He has a... Um, a GoFundMe, type, uh, GoFundMe project to uh, to raise money for the shooting that starts next month. And he's got some uh, cool uh, offerings there. If you do donate to the film, it's GoFundMe.com forward slash Shake Off the World. So we're going to be talking to uh, Chuck Williams coming up in just a little bit. And again, as I said, uh, on the back end of the show there, we're going to uh, put together a little bit of uh, news from the week that was. A lot of uh, things going on around the country. And again, uh, if you want to uh, keep up with the news from your favorite state, we we think we've broken it out pretty easily for you. As you can just go to uh, News in the Navigation tab, we have a special section for Southern California, which is where we're based. But more importantly, we have a uh, state-by-state news. So if you click on that uh, little drop-down in the Nav tab there, you will uh, see every state. You just click on the state, and there you go. You have the most up-to-date news that's uh, out there at this point during the off-season and a lot of coaching changes and information like that coming about. So that's the way you keep up with news from your favorite state. We've got our coach's corner. Strunky's in there. That's where the turnaround can be read. We've uh, we've uh, integrated Chris Four, Coach Chris Four at uh, coach4.org. Love what Chris does. And he's been um, – you, we had him on the show a couple of times, and uh, he's written a book about uh, – he's reached out to all these championship coaches back in 2011 and gives you a little snippets uh, inside uh, what's, what's going on inside championship programs. And now he started something new that we're sharing with our readers. Readers, uh, a little partnership with Chris. It's uh, called the uh, Champions Locker Room, and he's talked with some some good people uh, recently that we've posted up there on the website, and uh, we encourage you to check that out. As uh, we've had on there, uh, who he say he's had uh, uh, Rocco Casulo, uh, Casulo, the uh, former head coach at St. Thomas Aquinas in uh, Florida, Mike Kirshner from Ben Davis High School in Indiana, uh, Alan Shookman, the head coach at uh, State Champion Bishop Carroll Catholic in Kansas. Uh, a lot more for you to uh, be found right there and again you can also buy Chris's book Building Championship Caliber Football Programs uh, right there on the website so uh, if you drop down the uh, Coach's Corner which is going to grow and grow and grow we're working on a program with the uh, National High School Coaches Association of course that show is always heard on Thursday nights just before High School Football America and we're working out a program there where we can um, bring you um, some uh, insurance uh, at a very discounted rate from the National High School Coaches Association, so you can learn more about the NHSCA by going to nhsca.com. All right, going to take our first break. When we come back, going to uh, West Texas, Jason Strunk, head coach of the Lubbock Westerners, going to talk a little Westerner football and a whole lot of other topics, as we always do. The, uh, the writer of the turnaround doesn't just talk about his football program. He gives you a lot of news you can use if you're a coach. He's even got some tips on, uh, on kids right now and, and some other things. We got, we got a wide-ranging one, including uh, him eating sushi for the first time. He's trying to teach the kids at, uh, at Lubbock that uh, you can always overcome anything. You can overcome fears and all that. He doesn't like sushi. He doesn't like fish. You can actually see the video at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. It's pretty darn funny. Jason Strunk, when we come back, you're listening to High School Football America on the Artist First Radio Network. Those rubber pellets from field turf? Be gone. How? With the Debris Inhibitor Razor. It's a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing fields 
out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and out of the locker rooms. It's favorited by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have time just to tape for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in their house. The debris inhibitor Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is made of 70% nylon and 30% spandex material, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The debris inhibitor Razor, also known as the TDI Razor, covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable via screen print or embroidery, machine washable, and most important, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is available in black, white, and pink, 12 colors in all, and special colors may also be ordered. Sizes available, youth, that's 4 to 6, the 7 to 9, medium shoe, the large shoe at 10 to 13, and for that extra Bigfoot guy, 14 to 17 is available. This great American-made product was founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III and three partners at Southern Sport. They created the debris inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes and allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Go to TDI Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R dot com to learn more. And if you use our code H-S-F-B-A-R-Z-R-1, you'll get a discount on your order. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. Tony the Tiger reminding all you dads out there, whenever you share your love and your passion for the game of football with the kids, make sure you do it. Sitting down at the breakfast table with a bowl of Frosted Flakes. Well, last week, uh, tweeted about it, uh, even put up a little video of the uh, the young man trying sushi for the first time. <laughs> Jason Strunk, the head coach at Lubbock High School, who writes the turnaround for us at High School Football America, was out here with his wife. We had an awesome week, although he came out here sick. Uh, my girlfriend got sick. Trish got sick. His wife, Tracy, got sick. The only one that didn't get sick was me, and maybe that's because... I don't know why that is, but anyway, Strunky's on the line to talk about a bunch of things because well truth be told i needed to fill some time tonight how are you strunky i'm doing great and thanks for calling me a young man i really appreciate that oh well but, uh, uh, you know i, I lie good. a lot i lie a lot <laughs> 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 no that's not Everything's true good back in Lubbock. Well, that, good. that's good and and you know it's uh i, I want to have a couple of things i want to talk to you about here but you know one of the things that uh, you write about a lot we've talked about a lot is uh uh, you know, your ability to kind of transcend areas, which not a lot of coaches in the country have uh, have done. I mean, you, you were born and raised in, in Pennsylvania. You coached there uh, collegiately and in high school, uh, went to uh, Florida, head coach there in Florida, went to Purdue, worked at the collegiate level, now head coach in Texas. And you came out here, and we had a chance to actually get you in front of a, a coach or two out here in Southern California. So I, I need you to kind of con- compare and contrast here. Uh, we sat down with Jaime Ortiz at uh, San Clemente. Then we had a little, little uh, nice bump in with the AD, former uh, football coach at Laguna Beach. What did you find out uh, about Southern California versus some of the other places you were? Well, you know, it's pretty interesting. Um, you know, I, I don't know how quite to explain it, but I'll, I'll do my best. But I'd say when you go coast to coast, you know, from the East Coast, where I'm born and raised and where you're from, and going to Florida, and then hopping all the way over to the left coast, out in California, I'd say everything is very similar. Uh, with how things are structured and set up, 
Um, and then right in the middle of the U.S., and a little south, I guess you'd say, uh, Texas stands out alone. Uh, from what I can gather, and I, I've been all over the place, folks to college, and there's a lot of people. Uh, Texas is the only state that quite does it the way we do it here. Um, and that, that means with fully certified teachers in the building all day long, um, you know, I have 18 coaches on my staff, and all 18 coaches teach in the building. You need to be a certified teacher that's a coach in Pennsylvania, and, uh, or I'm sorry, in Texas, and that's how it's done here. And then, you know, talking to, to Jaime out at San Clemente and knowing my coach in Pennsylvania and Florida, uh, you know, we're lucky if we have two or three coaches in the building and other coaches, and in California, you call them a walk-on. In Pennsylvania, we call them uh, volunteers, although, you know, they get stipends and, and so forth. Uh, but they come after school and, and coach. So what I realized was, you know, from coast to coast, it's pretty much the same. Same structure, but in the right, right there you have Texas, which just stands out alone. Um, it's really uh, fascinating. And seeing Jaime out there in, in San Clemente, I really, you know, it, it took me back to being Pennsylvania and Florida. You know, he said, you know, he has his kids in the weight room and there's only two or three coaches he has with them. Uh, it offers some great perspective for the guys here in, in Texas because we're lucky. You know, I have my staff all day long. Um, so as far as structure and things like that, Texas stands out uh, as the only one that does it this way, and, and I love that. Then we start talking about competitive football. I think you take, you know, the, the best teams in California, Pennsylvania, Florida, Texas, Ohio, you know, you name them. Put them all together, you have one great football game there. There's great football in every state. I know that for sure. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. Jason Strunk on the line, head coach at Lubbock High School in uh, West Texas there. He was out here in Southern California last week. I'm sure there's going to be a blog coming. I already put up the sushi video. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh, the, we, we had a, a shirt exchange. You uh, you, you and Jaime met at uh, at San Clemente. You gave him the FIO shirt to figure it out, and he uh, he, he made you a Triton for life there. Uh, one of the cool things we did, you and I and, and Tracy, we, we kind of toured the area here. I took you around to some facilities, and you and I are both geeks when it comes to whatever it is. I don't know what it is about us, but I like taking pictures of high school football stadiums. I guess there's worse, worse yep. things I can do, but one of the That's things right. that you wanted to do was uh, you wanted to go to El Toro High School out here in Southern California. It's actually in uh, Lake Forest, California, and uh, I, I thought that was neat, and I, I, I don't know that I've written about it, but I'd love to hear your take on it because literally you and I were part of maybe the first ever, along with the two schools, of course, the first ever... Uh, interstate football game where a team from California came east so it was El Toro here moving to Whitehall Pennsylvania which is where we're from basically right up the road one little towns Matt Millen's from there um that was cool to go there and see the stadium and all that but take us back I mean is, is it is it kind of inconceivable to you that that moment way back in whatever it was, the mid-'80s, is now kind of the happenstance where we've got Jersey teams flying to California, Vegas teams fly, right. flying to Florida? Tell me a little bit about your thoughts on that game back in the mid-'80s and, and what football's evolved into. Yeah, I was a kid growing up, and I, I, I believe that game happened in 1986. Uh, you know, and I, I'm, I don't know, I was in elementary school, I think it was, and, you know, football's a big deal in Pennsylvania, and, all of a sudden, there's a team from California coming in. At that point, before the Internet and all this other stuff we had, it was like they may as well have been coming in from Russia. You know, how's, how's the team from California coming to Pennsylvania? And then, you know, I remember all the uh, the East Coast or, you know, Eastern Pennsylvania football pride, um, you know, and everything they were talking about, this team from California is going to come in and we're going to give them a taste of Eastern Pennsylvania football. Um, I remember there was a lot of hoopla about it, uh, a lot of hype. 
And El Toro came in, and I've, I've always been fascinated by that. And they ended up winning a, a close ball game. Uh, they beat Whitehall. And growing up and playing and then playing high school football, some of that in that Whitehall team that played ended up being my coaches at Northampton High School. Uh, Tim Clancy uh, was a linebacker uh, for Whitehall that year. And uh, Doug Andrews also played on that team, I believe. Um, so he's another one of my coaches at Northampton. And it was neat talking to them and, and finding out uh, what it was like playing a team in California. And they're really, uh, I don't want to say bitter, but they think they should have won that game. I think it still gnaws at them that they lost that game. But really, that could have been the first uh, high school football game where, you know, teams flew somewhere. That may have started the trend because now it just seems more common, like you were saying. So back in 1986, that was very rare. It was big time. and It was really neat. Uh, I'm glad we grew up in that area and we were a part of that, uh, even as spectators. Uh, pretty neat stuff, and then when we were out in California, you know, and I said to you, say, hey, where's El Toro? Um, I really thought that'd be neat, because I heard so much about him back then, and to actually be out in California and see their stadium and all that, and me, I'm a football geek like you. I thought that was really cool just to do that, <laughs> so I got pictures of the stadium that was neat, and kind of closed the chapter on that, I guess, so, so to speak. Good memory. 1986 is correct. They brought in 85 kids. Uh, Bob Johnson was the head coach, the legendary coach, as he's now at uh, Mission Viejo. Uh, Joe Garrenser, who was one of our great coaches back in the area, one of those tough guys. Uh, the, Dick Tracy was the AD. Place was sold out, like you said. Uh, didn't didn't quite get the win, but it was a big year for Whitehall as well. So that was maybe the first time that top 25 teams, even though there wasn't a top 25 back then right, met yeah. jason strunk on the line tonight team. oh it was and and you know it was yeah. the first time i think we saw a forward pass in the lehigh valley back in right. the <laughs> little smash mouth yeah, there back in those yeah, days i believe i believe i'll tour one 22 19 is that the score? You know, I'm looking. Know I'm looking it up here. 2017 is ringing in my mind. I, I, I think it was a okay. three a three point win. But I'll, I'll, as Thank I keep you. talking yeah. to you here, I'll keep I'll keep looking. I've got <laughs> I got other stuff to figure out here. But um, let's let's talk about. Um, we we joked about the sushi thing, and we've we've joked about you trying an oyster. Uh, by the way, watch the video. It's really great. It, it shows how tough Strunky is, or or not tough he is. But uh, you, you're not doing this just because you're trying to push your own boundaries. You're also trying to kind of teach kids some things with all of this. Uh, and I'd love for you to talk about the importance uh, right now of, of, of talking to kids about, you know, it, it's not always, you know, roses. It's it, it Life is tough. And, you know, yeah, you may have uh, been raised with certain thoughts in that, but you can always step outside of that comfort zone. So so so, so talk a little sushi. Uh, you didn't throw up, right? You left here right after you ate it. So you, you kept it That's down. right. Okay. But yeah, tell me about why you're yeah, doing this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my whole thought process, thought process is, um, after a year we went through last year, all these injuries and stuff and things didn't go our way. Um, you know, that's life. Um, you know, it, sometimes things happen in life you can't explain. You've got to deal with it and move on. And now my approach this year is, you know, let's push the envelope everywhere we're doing. Let's not be afraid to get hurt. Um, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. To be great, I think you need to get out of your comfort zone and you need to be uncomfortable. Um, and, it, you know, the big thing here is getting over our, the hump of rebuilding this program and, and getting where we want to go is overcoming fear. You know, sometimes I think when we're rebuilding, kids uh, are afraid to uh, give all they have because uh, they're afraid to lose. And, and that, that never made sense to me. Um, so my whole approach this year is, hey, we're going to try new things. We're not going to be afraid. We're going we're to think outside the box. We're going to be forward thinkers. We're going to get uncomfortable. And it starts with me. Uh, you know, I'm the head coach. You know, I make the program go. And if I'm out there eating raw oysters, which I really 
can't stand. <laughs> um, and I'm trying it. You know, I'm just not thumbing my nose. I'm actually trying it. Um, I, I think, you know, the kids can say, hey, you know what? Uh, life is pretty easy. Let's go out there and play some football. Let's let it fly. Let's push the envelope. Let's get uncomfortable. Let's do things we're not used to doing. Uh, and that's the whole process behind it. Just uh, trying new things, making sure I really don't like it. <laughs> I just uh, just one of those things I want to do. And, you know, I'm terrified of heights. People don't know. Uh, I'm okay in an airplane. But hopefully here in the summer I do a little skydiving and get over that fear. Um, <laughs> that's next on the agenda. Uh, so, you know, people may not like that, but you know what? I'm pushing the envelope, trying to show these kids, hey, you know what? Life's too short. Let's just go play some football. Let's not let fear dictate us. Try some new things. Uh, get comfortable being uncomfortable because that's when they're going to be great. And, you know, that's, that's the idea behind all this. So it's not me just being crazy. It's me just trying to push the envelope a little bit and showing these guys, hey, let, let's, you can't live in fear. Let's go play. Yeah, you are. That's the mantra behind it. Yeah, you're a little crazy, though. I'm gonna, you know, I'm I'm gonna put that out there. That's that's not that's not you're you know. Hey, we're all a little crazy though. Jason Strunk on the line, head coach at Lubbock High School. He writes the turnaround for us at High School Football America, which is one of the uh, the highest read uh, things that are on uh, that's on High School Football America, aside from our coach's job board. And he really, you know, strikes a chord. Your Twitter, uh, you know, followers have gone up since you've been on here, and I love the way you kind of share your philosophy with people and i think that's a good thing by the way while you were yapping away there i did have a chance to to google here so uh, we, we were i think we had a, a little bit of everything mixed into the final score so el toro beat whitehall back in 1986 before 6500 fans 20 to 19 and uh yep brett johnson who uh whose uh, father bob was the head coach and a, a top quarterback out here i uh, went on to college uh, uh got a 15-yard touchdown pass with uh, 25 seconds to go uh, to to seal the victory or give them the lead and and the victory. So there you go. That's a, a little flashback for you on uh, Throwback Thursday, I guess. Jason Strunk <laughs> on the line, talking a lot of things tonight. And um, you know, I, I think one of the interesting things that you've written recently, and we talked to you about two months ago, the last time on the blog is you talked about staying the course and you kind of gave everybody a not only a snapshot a kind of full-blown picture into uh, what you had to put up with as a head coach Uh, as you know we've started a coach's job board and it's getting great response but you know the bottom line to all this is you know there's no true path to you know how to get there so I'd love for you to talk to kind of the the assistants maybe that are listening now or the guys at lower programs that are looking to move up uh, about what you did summarize that a little bit and give them some tips on what they should be thinking as it comes to the the, the next step in their professional coaching career yeah you know I, I took a really uh circuitous route i guess you could say i mean i was all over the place uh i always knew i wanted to coach football and make that my living um it was hard getting to that point uh you know i'm finishing up and getting a teaching certificate and, and doing all that stuff so I, I had a lot of odd jobs which i wrote about so talking about uh just so i can continue coaching football uh, so I've been through a lot, and, and along the way, if, if you're climbing the ranks, you know, I started as unpaid uh, assistant running back coach at Nazareth High School. Uh, and then I got my first first paid job as a freshman coach, and then just started from there. I kept moving up, and everywhere you go and, and you move up further up the ranks, there's always someone that wants to knock you down. Um, you never know who it's going to be. It could be a fellow coach, it could be a guy on your staff that doesn't want you to succeed to do the same job you are. Uh, sounds awful, but you know, like I've seen it. You know, that's just how it is. And uh, one of the interesting things for me was being a defensive coordinator. And, and I, I will say, um, 
we were successful as a defensive coordinator. You know, Tigo Johnson as a coach and me running defense, we turned around my alma mater, their Phantom High School. Uh, and they haven't seen that success since. Um, we worked our rear ends off and we got that job done. And I was proud of the defense we had. Uh, we're solid every year. And I just had a conversation with a coach and, and one of my former coaches. I just clumped into him in a store after we beat them the night before. And I said, hey, you know, once the season's over, I'm probably going to take a stab at a head job. And he, he laughed at me. You know, and said, who's going to hire you as head coach? Um, you know, I'll never forget that ever happening. And I think that was the moment when everything was solidified inside me where I said, that's it. This is a done deal. I'm going to be a head coach. And I'm going to do this just to prove everyone wrong. Um, that's the guy that coached me for four years, um, a guy I've known uh, pretty much my whole life. And that's what he says to me. And I, I'll always take that with me because I'll never stay at this center player or nothing. You know, that's just still taking a backbite a little bit. Um, I could have easily just thought to myself, man, wow, what are you doing? You are out of your league. But, you know, I knew what I wanted to do. And you just got to keep plugging away. So if you want to be a head coach, you just keep plugging away. You keep chopping wood, as they say. Uh, make connections. Keep working your way up. Do what you got to do. Um, and don't let anybody deter you. I mean, it sounds corny, but that's what you got to do. If you want something, go get it. And anytime I've wanted something, I've gone out and I've done it. It didn't matter what I need to do to do it. I've done it. And that just solidifies, you know, who I am. And I usually don't talk this way about myself. But when it comes to what I've done and where I've gotten to, I've worked my rear end off, and I'm proud of that. And that's what people need to realize. Take pride in what you do. Work hard. You always get what you want. Uh, I agree with you. Jason's drunk on the line. Lubbock High School's head football coach in West Texas. He spent a week with us out here last week. Uh, I, I'm sure he's not enjoying the uh, the dust storm uh, season that's coming up there. He liked the sand out here, the surf and the sand. I'll tell you that about him. Uh, writes the turnaround. And one of the things that you wrote uh, recently that got a lot of reads was, and it was a short one, but I, I think it, it made an impact, which was uh, you titled it Your Program, Your Kids. And you, you talked about the importance of being a, a football coach and and really and you have two children yourself a boy and a girl but you know those those kids that uh, go into that locker room every day or you know an extension of that family tell me a little bit about that and 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 your philosophy for coaches that you know may not see it that way and why it's important that that they should yeah my whole philosophy on that is you know our our football team they're they're our kids um we're going to do everything we can to protect them help them uh, not just in football, but in academics and life in general. Uh, my approach has always been family. Once they walk into our field house, the Chapman field house, you know, everything that's going on that day is done. They're at home now. They're with us. That's where they feel safe. That's where they feel protected. Uh, there was a bunch of coaches that love them. Um, you know, I don't know any other, any other way to do it. If you want a kid to run through a brick wall for you, he needs to know that you care about him. He loves you. You know, and once, once you have that established, these kids will run through a brick wall. Our kids do. Uh, we really built the numbers up. These kids have bought into what we do. Uh, and I think it goes back to how we treat them. You know, we coach them hard. I mean, if you know me, you know I'm intense. You know, I get after people. But it doesn't carry back into the locker room. Once we get back in the locker room, it's patting them on the rear end or patting them on the head and saying, hey, tomorrow's another day. Let's just smile. Let's get out of here, tell a joke, and, and go. And they really, uh, God, they really see that. They really know that you care about them. You're just not out there yelling at them. You're coaching them hard in the locker room. You're loving them up. And, I think it's overlooked at times. Um, you know, everything I do every day long is, is fighting for our kids and getting them what they need. And the rest of my coaches have bought into that. You need a full staff to buy in uh, to what we do. And that's always been my mantra, uh, take care of the kids, you know, the kids first. Everything we do is geared towards the kids. I think a lot of times in life um, people make decisions based on what, 
makes adults happy or what's going to be best for the adults and not the kids. And my philosophy is vice versa. Everything we do at Lubbock High with the football program is about making it right for the kids. And if you're doing that, you're going to start winning football games. You're going to build the program. And I wish more people, uh, you know, take the time to build those relationships like we do off the field with these kids because it really goes a long way, not just in football, but in life. And we're here for these kids for life, not just football. You know, we and we talked about you know jobs, and I probably should have thrown this at you, but I think it's a good blend here of the two last two things you talked about. So you've got you know your philosophy. You're the head coach. You're the leader. You're the one that's going to go down if you don't win enough games or you don't do the program right. And then the question before that was you know how you uh, you know kind of you know stay the course and, and and do the things, work your butt off, and all that. So from a hiring standpoint now, and 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 you know let's just put you in the mode of you're looking to hire somebody. Um, what are the things that you're looking for on a, on a resume, on a phone call from a guy, you know, that, that sort of thing. Are, are you able to discern in an interview whether that coach that you're bringing in is going to have that same love of, you know, uh, kids like you do and all that? How, how do you do that? What, what, is there any tip there that you can give or tips? You know, the first thing I look for uh, when I go hire a coach is what's his goal. If I'm hiring a guy for, let's say, an offensive coordinator position, and I say, what's your goal? And he says, well, I just want to be an offensive coordinator for 20 years. I'm probably going to look the other way. I want somebody that wants more. Uh, so the first thing I always want to know is, if I'm hiring a position coach or whatever it is, he says, I want to be a, a coordinator, then move up to head coach. I'm going to really intensify the interview then because that's the guy I want. I want somebody that wants more. I won't even talk X's and O's um, until the third or fourth time we sit down to talk. Uh, to me, it's more than X's and O's. I want to find out if you want to advance in the profession, if you're going to get me everything you have, and if you want to be there. Because if you want to be there and you want to be with me, you're going to learn all the football you need to learn. I just want guys that want to be there. Um, a lot of times during interviews, they get up there and start drawing up plays. And that's real great. You can draw up all the X and O's you want, but if you can't relate to the kids, forget it. You know, it's no good. So we really do a lot of things. I, I like sitting around informally. I'm not a formal interview guy. I like sitting around informally. I, I, I get a lot more... Uh, body language feedback that way uh, I can tell a lot of things so I'm, I'm always looking for guys that want to do more that's number one like I said um, guys that talk about the kids and not themselves you know they're just sitting there talking well you know we can do this for the kids we can do that for the kids that's what I look for I look for all those before I even start getting next to those a lot of these guys get all caught up and you know posting on Twitter hey look at this play here but you know it, it doesn't do much for me you know, I, I just, I'm not into that stuff. I'm about the kids. And, you know, so my interview tactics may be a little bit different than most people, um, and I'm good with that. But I, I just want to make sure I'm bringing in kids or coaches that, that are good for kids. And sometimes you miss. You know, it's not perfect science, but I think I pride myself on knowing body language really well and, and finding good guys to fit. And for the most part, 98% of the guys we brought in here have done a great job, and they fit what I was looking for. Jason Strunk on the line tonight writes the turnaround. Read it at highschoolfootballamerica.com. And as we wrap up here, it's kind of funny how, uh, you know, sometimes you just get lucky with writing things. And um, one of the things that you wrote on the blog since we had you on the show last was you were talking about uh, Wild Wrestling Wednesdays, which uh, actually uh, came at the same time and in, in, in this stupid viral world we live in at times. And I don't mean to be disparaging, but sometimes it's just goofy that a cat playing a piano uh, gets a billion views or whatever. 
whatever. There was a story picked up right down in the Texas region there at uh, Hebron High School. Uh, Brian Brazil, the, the, the coach there, was trying to motivate his players, and uh, he took on one of the strongest players on the team and wrestled him, and uh, it got all kinds of interesting comments. I, I, I will say that. And, and you and I are both from mm-hmm. one of the best wrestling areas in the country in, in Pennsylvania and all that. And, and you actually do it on Wednesdays with putting the kids. You, you put on the striped shirt. You go out there. You're the referee. Tell us about um, that and, 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 and why maybe this whole thing that went viral and why people were like, well, a coach shouldn't do that or whatever. You know, What's your take on that? But more importantly, what do you do at Lubbock on Wednesdays that makes it kind of a little different and changes things up? Right. Well, a couple things. I think first thing, Fish, we're from the best wrestling area in the U.S. Uh, yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. So, <laughs> uh, talking about the coach from, you say Hebron? Hebron. Yeah, Hebron. Um, you know, talking about that, uh, you know, people that are going to criticize that are people that aren't in locker rooms. That's just my opinion. They have no idea what goes on in a locker room. They're not there building relationships with kids. You know, they don't get it. He watched that video. That whole room, that whole football team was jacked up that the coach was wrestling one of their kids. And that's what matters. You know, what 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 he was trying to accomplish that day, he did. You know, it created some excitement. The kids were all jacked up about it. I mean, that was good stuff to watch. Uh, all the time here, you know, we walk in and we start doing wrestling. I mean, the kids want to wrestle us. <laughs> you know, it's just how it is. Every day, coach, I want you on the mat. Coach, I want you on the mat. Um, you know, I'm not going to do it. Um not for, you know, any other reason for criticism or anything like that. I just, you know, I got enough going on. I'm not going to tear an ACL at this stage of my life. So. <laughs> yeah, at least you got uh, a little bit smarter. <laughs> right, yeah, a little bit smarter. But yeah, I found nothing wrong with, with that. Uh, I thought it was cool. I thought it was neat. It's not like he went and put gear on and started playing tackle football this year. It's on a wrestling mat. Um, I thought it was good. He got out of what he wanted to for his team. And then the reason we do it, I, I personally feel that outside of football, hockey, and wrestling are the two toughest sports uh, and most physically demanding to uh, to play. And I think wrestling, putting yourself on a mat for six minutes with an opponent and winning and losing boils down to one thing, and that's you. I think that teaches you a lot about life, teaches you how to fight, teaches about character. I mean, you name it. Wrestling teaches you everything you want to know about yourself. And we do that every Wednesday, and these kids, they love it. Um, we pick premier matchups. We want to see sometimes they'll pair a 275-pound tackle against 125-pound wide receiver just to see the fight and the battle in, in that little receiver. And we've seen some good things. So we do it to, to find out how tough we are. You know, we're going to back down, look at our character, things like that. And the kids get pumped up about it. They really like it. But, you know, every day kids are always challenging us. Um, hey, I want to wrestle you, or they want to say, I want to see you and Coach Paul wrestle. <laughs> so <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting good results out of it as well and finding out how tough we are. But wrestling in general is just great. It's a great sport. Uh, you know, it needs to be around for a long time. It teaches you a lot. And Neil Tull is your uh, not only your uh, assistant coach there, but also uh, the wrestling coach at uh, at uh, Lubbock High School. Jason Strunk on the line, and we should uh, give props to uh, your alma mater there, Northampton. A couple of national championships uh, that uh, yep. they won. So yeah, we are, we are from the, uh, the the area that year in and year out is good. It doesn't matter. We've got right. we've got great wrestling in Eastern Pennsylvania. That's Let's right. wrap up with this. You're you're uh, almost a month away from. You're going to have your. I think is this your first. 
spring practice, or did you have it the first year when you moved in there at, at Lubbock? Yeah, we had it We had it the first year so we can install and implement what we wanted to do. So this will be the second time we're doing it. So 18 uh, practices over a course of uh, 30 days uh, starting there in May. Tell me a little bit about where you are in the process uh, with the kids. I, I don't know if you're still in the weight room. What are you doing to get ready for spring ball? Yeah, you know, right now we're doing our normal stuff. We're in the weight room lifting. Uh, yesterday we're out on the field doing some agility stuff. Uh, so it's pretty much, uh, you know, standard standard procedures right up until May 1st. Uh, as a coaching staff, though, we'd be meeting every morning, uh, going over personnel, developing practice plans. There's a set of objectives we want to see during spring ball. Uh, we have a lot of starters coming back, a lot of young kids that played a lot last year. And we felt this was a, a good year to get back to spring ball and get them 18 practices. Uh, you know, we're excited about our roster. We think we have the best offensive line we've had and the biggest. You know, so we have, we have two kids at 280 pounds right now. Um, so it's the biggest we've had. And we're excited about it. So we're just doing a planning phase right now and getting ready to roll. And can't wait for May 1st. <laughs> I know you're chomping at the bit, uh, although he was not he was not that excited to leave Laguna. He, he knew he had a little bit of time. He wanted to stay out here. But uh, uh, yeah. let's let, let, let's wrap up with this uh, this question for you then. Um, as we uh, as we you know enter enter into the spring period right now, um, what what are some of the, uh, the the things that you're thinking about? I know you've had a kind of a tough you you know your dad went through open heart surgery and all that, and you've written about that, um, and 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 certainly. It's changed. You've written about that. What are what are some of the things that uh, you think that coaches should do in a stressful business to keep themselves kind of righted in the in the positive mindset rather than the negative one? Do you have any any take on that? Uh, I mean, number one, if you can do it, fly to Laguna. I mean, that's great for the soul. I mean, yeah, we'll host you. Cannot, you. <laughs> you cannot beat that. You know, <laughs> I, I think it's things like that, taking time for yourself uh, and getting away from everything for a week. Uh, doing that. Uh, and I, I think the other thing too you can do is, is exercise. You know, exercise, lift weights, run, do something. You know, that makes you feel good about yourself. Um, and then me, another thing I do, I love writing the blog at night. The last thing I do before I go to bed, I write the blog. It relaxes me. It's therapeutic, like I've said. Um, there's a bunch of things you can do, uh, you know, to relieve that stress. Because this job can eat you up. I mean, it's stressful. Uh, but you got to take care of yourself. You know, you, you have to because, like we tell the kids, if you don't take care of your body, you're no good to us on the field. Well, if you're not taking care of yourself as a coach, what good are you doing to your team if you can't be there on a Friday night because you haven't been taking care of yourself? You know, and I almost found that out three years ago. So uh, that really changed my perspective, and you just got to find time for yourself, you know, and find things that you enjoy and relax and, and use that and then get back to work the next day and get after it again. You know, that's... That's all I can say on that. Make time for yourself and, and treat yourself right. Yeah, the workout thing's important. We uh, we had probably uh, the, the the best ever steak <laughs> that either one yes, of us has, has had uh, at Tamu Solani's, <laughs> the great hockey player. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, dude. I, I I'm I'm gonna I I love the Midwest beef. I, I think you guys in Texas have some good uh, beef down there, but uh, that was pretty good steak, wasn't it? That was the best I've had in a restaurant. I will say that. I, I still, geez, was that good. <laughs> Yeah, and then the macaroni and cheese that go with it was just sinful. So, 
<laughs> yeah, and then yeah, I'm just thinking, and we don't have to kind of put out who it was, but you uh, you, you were working out out here. You you got a week's uh, pass for one of the places, and you said one of the days you were uh, in there working out a little place down here. Laguna's not all that big, and in there is a professional uh, football player, and and you were you were kind of just I don't know if memor- mesmerized is the right word. You were impressed by the yeah. how, how how down to earth and not even really wanted to let you know that he was a. <laughs> NFL player. Well, <laughs> tell, tell me yeah, about that and why that was so kind of special for you. Yeah, really neat. He walked in and, you know, I've been around football for 20 years, and he walks in and I'm like, this guy plays football somewhere. <laughs> I mean, he's close to 6'9". And uh, he walks in and I'm like, all right, this guy played Division One football or something. So I, I kind of walked over. I, I was done my workout, walked over, grabbing a town. I walked by him and just having my eye contact with him. I said, hey, uh, you're a Division One football player or something, aren't you? And he just looked at me and laughed and he said, "Yeah, I, did. I went to Colorado." Um, I was like, "Oh, okay." So, you know, I, I'm a football coach and you know, I, I coach at Purdue. And we start talking for a few minutes. We're talking about college football, uh, you know, and just and he's in here working out and all that. And I said, "He's still playing?" Or what are you doing now? And he's like, "Well, I'm in New England." <laughs> and I kind of looked at him like New England. It wasn't dawning on me. And I said, "Oh, I said you're with the Patriots." And he said, "Yeah." And uh, just for a split second, I was like, I just won a Super Bowl. He's in here uh, a month later doing all these exercises, doing yoga and doing all kinds of stuff. Um, I shook his hand. His hand, like, swallowed me. Uh, it was just neat because I, I know some of the guys that coached him uh, that were on staff at New England. I interviewed at Colorado in 2007 uh, when he was playing there, so it was kind of neat to talk, but he did not want to fully – he didn't want to talk about playing at New England. He just wanted to talk about college football. It wasn't until I said to him, hey, what are you doing now? Where he just kind of sheepishly said, well, I'm in New England. He's a starting left tackle. <laughs> Nate Solder is you know? his name, yeah. <laughs> yeah, starting left tackle. And, and, you know, I never would have known it. You know, I thought that was pretty neat and refreshing. One, he's so humble. Two, he's in there working his rear end off, trying to get another Super Bowl ring next year. I thought that was really neat. And I think the, the the thing that can be said, you know, here's a uh, a guy. He's from Denver, so he went to Buena Vista High School. High School, obviously a bigger market, but you know, you you can make it anywhere uh, in this sport. Uh, they'll find you, and that's right. that's the last thing I wanted to wrap up with. We, you know, we we kind of chatted a little bit. You and I both have a bugaboo about uh, these right, you know, rating services and going to these camps right. and the opening. And I, I mean, they're all great and it's wonderful for kids. But at the end of the day, uh, if you've got a kid in Lubbock, now I know you're that's a little bit bigger town in Texas, but What's your philosophy uh, as a coach? Are the, and, and for the kids that are listening, if you're somewhere small, are the colleges going to mm-hmm. find you? They will find you. <laughs> they will find you. Trust me, they will find you. If you can play Division One football, they're going to find you. Uh, that's what they get paid to do, and, and they will find you. And now with, with all these you know, technology things and things going viral, it's even easier now. Um, you know, but if you are that guy, they are going to find you. I mean, there's a guy playing NFL came off an Indian reservation or something, I believe, out in Utah. Um, I can't remember the exact story, but it's like a town from like 100 people. Uh, he's an offensive lineman in the NFL right now. Um, they found him, and they, they will find you. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing is you got to work when you get to college. But Strunky, thank you. I appreciate it. It was great seeing you out here. Uh, we, we already got you penciled in for spring break next year, and probably if you get one a uh, couple or three days there, I, I can imagine you'll be doing a pop-in on me a la Seinfeld. But uh, always good <laughs> to talk to you. We appreciate you writing for us, and uh, good luck in spring ball, and we'll catch up with you down the road. 
All right, good talking, fish. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. Tony the Tiger reminding all you dads out there, and moms too, whenever you sit down and you want to share that love and passion for the game of football or any sport for that matter, make sure you sit down with the kids and you do it over a bowl of Frosted Flakes. Well, time to... uh, do a little Hollywood talk here on High School Football America tonight. Uh, just a few seconds. We're going to welcome into the show uh, Chuck Williams, who's doing a film. Going to start shooting uh, coming up here uh, in April in uh, Lumberton, North Carolina. It's called Shake Off the World. Uh, Chuck's had a, a long career in uh, in the business, uh, producing, acting, directing. And uh, he's also a, a former high school football player from Arizona. So we're going to find out a little bit about that. Also played a little baseball, which is my sport. But right now, let's welcome to the show uh, Chuck Williams to talk about his uh, upcoming film, Shake Off the World. Welcome to the show, Chuck. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. You know, right off the top, i got to say, I got to meet the guy that got to do the, the whole thing. You know, they're great. And I was like, that's one of my favorite it's 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 great to have you on and yeah nobody tony the tiger that's an icon out there that's that's for sure oh, it's totally. and, and when he did it for me i was so excited he's like great and i was like oh my gosh i'm talking to the guy that does the voice so i was excited <laughs> all right well obviously you uh you you love the business and uh like i said you've you've yeah. been on many different sides of it and that's kind of the way the business is in hollywood sometimes you're an actor, sometimes you're a producer, sometimes you're a director, but uh, right now uh, your company, Avondale Pictures, is uh, uh, getting ready to, to put together, together a lot of uh, faith-based type of films, and you, you're kicking things off with a, a football film, a high school football film called Shake Off the World, uh, so uh, you're, you're not pitching me like I'm a studio here or anything, but you got to give the listeners <laughs> out there a little bit of a, you know, what what's the log line? What is Shake Off the World about? Well, you know, it's it's exciting because I've been off and on the last 35 years in Hollywood trying to get launching a faith-based uh, uh, company to make these films. That's why I went to Hollywood and uh, to learn how to make movies. And, and as we call it as a slasher, director, writer, actor, all those things like Clint Eastwood and Paul Newman, those kind of guys, uh, I kind of knew if I learned the business, I'd always have a job. So when it came up that I kind of went on a, a, a Christian tour with some films uh, 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 last year, uh, films like Virtuous and uh, out there in Finding Faith with Eric Estrada and, and Timothy Goodwin, the actors, and it's a company called uh, JC Films. I realized it's my time to to launch Avondale Pictures. So we committed to making ten faith-based movies, and we launched Avondale Pictures about six months ago. And I, I pinned the first script, Shake Off the World. And we're very excited. It's about a, a it's a it's a based on a true story. It's about a football player who has his life changed when a coach makes a very big decision in his life, and all of a sudden he has a whole new high school and a whole new set of friends, and and everything just changes for him to where he might not be playing football the way he thought he was going to be playing through college and, and to the pros. Chuck Williams on the line tonight, uh, the director, and you just heard the writer of Shake Off the World. Uh, they're going to start shooting here in North Carolina next month. Uh, he does have a uh, a uh, GoFundMe uh, site up. You can uh, take part in the film, and that's great. A lot of people are doing that more and more. The, uh, the address for that is GoFundMe.com forward slash shake off the world so uh i mentioned at the top that uh you, you said it's a you know based on a true story but you're also a, a true high school football player playing there in arizona tell me a little bit about your high school experience and and how that's going to help you as you uh, direct the film and as you wrote the film well you know it's just it's so funny I, my dad was an avid baseball player and a bowler 
how those military guys were. And so I played baseball a lot growing up. And so I, when I got to high school, my freshman year, I was a newcomer. You know how everybody starts, you know, when they're nine years old playing you know, football nowadays and bad. And uh, I, I kind of was a freshman out of water. And so my whole first, you know, freshman season was, all right, we're losing uh, 28 seconds. Put Williamson. Put Williamson. We got 28 seconds left. Give us some time on the football field. <laughs> and that was basically my freshman career in football. And, you know, and then the next thing I know, I'm, I'm really dedicated. I'm sprouting up. I'm getting bigger from working out and everything as we bump the weights. And my my junior year is when I kind of shined and I, for the Rincon Rangers out there uh, in, in Tucson, Arizona. And I, and, the, and basically, just so you know, the story of Shake Off the World is based off my my life of playing football. So that's just, it's loosely based off that story. That's why I was so able. I wrote the script. I don't know if you know this. I literally just wrote the script in, in 11 days. Wow. And, and which is very quick because it's a story I'm very very comfortable with and I know. And then I and then I and we just finished with the rewrite. And by the way, if anybody wants to read the script, it's available at www.avidalepictures.com. They can go on there and subscribe for free and see what we're doing. And they can read the whole script. We have the final draft up there that we're shooting here in about a week and a half. So, but that, yeah, it's, I love playing football. And then, of course, all the things have started happening. And that's what led me eventually to, to the life that which you'll see, you know, the story that's being portrayed in Shake Off the World. Uh, that's a great story. And I, I am going to read the, uh, the, the screenplay. Uh, my, my girlfriend, Trish, Trish Hoffman, who's also my, my partner here in the business world, uh, kind of put this together quickly. So I ha- haven't, haven't had a chance to read it yet. But uh, again, folks, uh, you can go to gofundme.com forward slash Shake Off the World to uh, take part in this film. There's some cool things up there you can get for uh, taking part in it. So, uh, Lumberton, North Carolina is where you're going to start shooting. I want to talk about the cast and the location. So let's start with the location. Uh, why North Carolina? And uh, then uh, talk a little bit about uh, uh, some of the people that are on board for the film so far. Well, I, I, you know, the amazing thing about my life, Chef, you know, I, I was in Pirates 4 with Johnny. I was one of the 12 Pirates. I did a movie for Universal Studios called Straight in the Darkest in Romania. And what happens is, like Pirates, we did in Hawaii. The one thing I love about being in filmmaking is we get to travel all around the world, get to really enjoy it and, and the landscapes and the people. And that's what happened is a couple of years ago, I was a keynote speaker at the Bookham event out here in Lumberton. They do an event where they, they raise money for kids to get to the Dolly Parton, uh, you know, uh, the things they do to raise, uh, where they get books to kids so they can read, for, you know, for free. And they feel, you know, if you read a kid that become the readers, they are not so much, you know, doing certain crimes and things like that, you know, just kind of stay off the streets and they're more, you know, with, with, with being readers. And so I kind of spoke two years ago about how you could turn books into movies. And at that time, they were like, they, they threw me in an SUV, uh, the, the Lumberton Visitor Bureau and Mickey Gregory and all them, they threw me in an SUV and, and took me all around Lumberton and said, here, you've got to shoot here and, and the surrounding areas. They're here, they show you here. And, and I honestly, I, kept, I fell in love with the people and I fell in love with the, with the locations and, and, and everything that's around. It's absolutely beautiful out here. And so uh, two years later, I pinned the script, and as you know, we, what we talked about Avondale Pictures, I called him. I said, if I still have the, the town that you tell me about, where are you at? And they said, yes, come on down. And I've been here for two and a half months in, in preparation, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful place to shoot. Very, very cool. So uh, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, you know uh, you are an actor, so you know uh, you got. I'm assuming you're you're directing, you wrote, you're you're probably casting it as well. So tell me about uh, who you're uh, looking for, and, and and again, when you do a sports film, I don't know how much you know actions in it, but you got to get some people that are actually athletes if you have some football action in it. So tell me about the casting and who's involved right now. 
Well, we're very excited on this, and, and, and I'm glad you brought this up. We we have uh, out here the Lumberton High School uh, that we're shooting as a locale and their teams. And so what happens, we have the Lumberton Pirates, which I'm very excited. There's a lot of great young athletes out here. And the head coach, Mike Setzer, he's actually going to play the head coach in the movie. Oh, neat. That's what happens with these kind of things, which I think is awesome. We went through a lot of different castings, and, and, and I just finally went up to Mike and said, Mike, why don't you play the head coach? That's what you are. And then, you know, we'll get the athletic director, you know, Mackie Register. All these guys are coming along on the Lumberton uh, Pirates, and we're very excited. And that's, that's one of the locations, and they are actually playing in the film, which is a lot easier. So we're mixing some of our Hollywood actors with the actual team. We're also playing, which is great, we're playing like five other high schools in the surrounding areas that will come out and be in montage shots, you know, in those game shots that you see in, in every great movie. If you love Rudy, if you love Blindside, if you remember, remember the Titans, you're going to love Shake Up the World. And we, and we got some action going down, and we got some of those Friday night, uh, which is you know, for as a director, I'm looking very much forward to that because we've got to fill up those stands and, and we're doing all those action plays that you know uh, that you see in those movies. But we're very excited to have uh, Lumberton, the high school, and, and and with the Lumberton Pirates and all the different teams like the Richmond Raiders and all those kind of different teams that are going to be playing in the movie. Very cool. Chuck Williams is on the line, the director, the writer, and he'll be in the film itself, Shake Off the World, a high school football film. Uh, Avondale Pictures is his uh, company. You can check out uh, the the script, as he said, uh, avondalepictures.com. Uh, fundraiser going on at gofundme.com, which is gofundme.com forward slash shake off the world. Um, I mentioned uh, the fact that, you know, when you have uh, action in there, you know, you got to, there are a lot of people. I'm one of those, you know, when I went to go see uh, When the Game Stands Tall, uh, I was talking yeah. to Jim Caviezel. I'm like, you know, I got to make sure yeah. I'm seeing real football action there. So how important is that to you? I know because you're putting these people in, it should be good. But is that something as a director you're going to very, you know, really focus on? I got to tell you, uh, I, I've done a lot of projects. I've done over 50 movies and television shows and worked with some of the best people all around the world. And I got to tell you, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to admit it right here on your show, Jeff. I'm a little nervous because I'm excited and nervous about the football sequences because, you know, that's, that's a tough tackle. If you ever watch uh, how they do those, they shoot for weeks, those scenes, and they bring in professionals to coordinate all the plans and, and all the plays and everything. It's a big, big undertaking. But I'm looking forward to it because it's going to be, we've we got a bunch of GoPros, we've got the high-def cameras out there, and we've got all kinds of rigs that we're, we're planning to shoot all the different action and stuff. And the good news is I'm very safety conscious. I'm very, very safety conscious. So, you know, everything will be designed in the plays that we do so no one gets hurt or anything like that. But I'm, I'm, all, I'm all excited. I mean, when you watch those movies, the first thing I do, I don't know about Egypt, is what behind the scenes mm -hmm. to how, how do they shoot all that football stuff or how they shoot all that baseball stuff how do they do this action movie and you always realize that's another whole village and a topic of itself when you're shooting just a movie you know on top of that yeah, no, I, that that does excite me. As a matter of fact, I mentioned when the game stands tall about uh, De La Salle out here in California and uh, David Zilan, the uh, the producer of the film. Uh, we we talked a lot about that because again, it's got to be legit. You know, when when you're a sports guy, you you, you got to see. You don't want somebody looking like they had to learn how to throw a football. <laughs> you right. want somebody that can throw it. Talking with uh, Chuck Williams, uh, director of Shake Off the World. Again, go to uh, GoFundMe.com forward slash Shake Off the World. They'll be shooting in Lumberton, North Carolina. If you're down in that neck of the woods, it sounds like you need some extras there in the stands. Go, go see what it's like watching a watching a film. Sometimes it's like paint drying, but other times it's really, really cool. <laughs> 
it sometimes is like being, we have people come out. We always, when we invite visitors, we always invite them around lunch with the stars. Because then they're like, oh, I'm having lunch. I'll watch 20 minutes of filming. I, I will go ahead and leave Batman down. Thank you very much. It was a lot of fun. And that's because it is like after a while, like even actors, what is it? Hurry up and wait. You know, nine hours later, uh, I'm ready to shoot that scene. So <laughs> it does happen. I wanted to say real quick, uh, Jeff, I, I thank you for uh, promoting our GoFundMe. But the excitement about our GoFundMe is that we're offering, you know, the DVD, the Blu-ray, the T-shirts, the book, the collectible books, uh, the posters. All that stuff's up there available for people if they want to get the merchandise, buy some merchandise, and support. You know, we have the hats and baseball hats and all that stuff. So we really appreciate any kind of support out in that direction. Chuck Williams, the director, uh, the writer, it's loosely based on his life, his uh, playing for the Rincon Rangers in Tucson, Arizona in high school. He's a baseball player there as well. He's going to be acting in the film. It's in Lumberton, North Carolina, starting to shoot next month. Again, we talked about uh, fundraising on the GoFundMe site, uh, gofundme.com forward slash shake off the world. You can check things out, the script and everything at avondalepictures.com. So we're going to let you shill one more time here. Get to, Let's get some people uh, who are listening here, hopefully people that like faith-based, and combine it with football. What's better than that? Uh, do a little shilling here. If they go to GoFundMe, what uh, what can they get, and, and how do they uh, they take part in the film Shake Off the World? Well, I think, real quick, let me just say, there's, there's people, if you guys know Doug Jones, he's in the movie, Timothy Goodwin. John Edmonds, who was former Miss North Carolina, uh, is in the movie. And we just casted Aaron Meese, a newcomer, who's playing Austin in the movie. Wait till you see this young guy. He's amazing. We just we just locked him completely in. He's, we're very excited about that. Cool. So, yes, please go to our, our, our GoFundMe.com uh, forward slash Shake Off the World. You'll get all these different things with the posters and the, and, the, and the baseball caps and everything. And all of it goes to making the movie. So everybody knows this. Uh, we're, we're, I've been on this thing for six months for free. Just so you know, <laughs> and Avondale Pictures, all the money that we make is going back into making nine more faith-based movies. That's what we're doing here. We're making these movies. We're committed to ten of these films. And our next one, Jeff, just so you know, is a baseball movie. <laughs> about your life? Uh, no, it's probably <laughs> going to be about your life. <laughs> well, that's it. That's that's what's called a short in the business. <laughs> I, I, I was all field and no hit. I was Mark Belanger. You're old and you're about my age. So if you remember Mark oh, Belanger, I, I invented the oh, Mario okay. Mendoza line. <laughs> but oh. <laughs> well, we love to have you. If you guys out there, if you're in the Lumberton area, please come down while we're shooting. See if we love to have you guys come down here, Trish. Whenever you guys want to come down and your family to us, and thank you so much for having us on the show, my friend. Yeah, no problem. Well, you know, I, I got to do this. You know, Trish has her SAG card. If you need a reporter in that film there, just just let us know. We'll be there. Hey, by the way, when do you start yeah. shooting so people know? And ha- can they follow uh, along on uh, on the website to, to know when you're, t- you know, you said you need extras and all that. When? How can they figure that out? Well, the real simple is April 6th to May 2nd is when we're shooting in Lumberton, North Carolina, surrounding areas. And if you just go to extras at avondalepictures.com, extras at avondalepictures.com they can submit uh, a picture and, and their information and let us know how far they live away from Lumberton and they'll be fine well Chuck we really appreciate you uh, hopping on the line here tonight we're, uh, we're going to help you out as much as we can tweet out to, you got a little trailer there and see if we can do something on Twitter and get, to, get you to raise a little bit more of that money so thank you so much thanks for everything you do thanks for promoting high school football and good luck and uh, enjoy Lumberton there well, Jeff, thank you so much for letting me be on your show, and I really appreciate the uh, situation, everybody, and we'll see you soon. I appreciate it. Thank you, everybody. You're welcome. I want to thank our guest on the show tonight, Jason Strunk, writes the turnaround, uh, head coach at Lubbock High School. 
in West Texas. Make sure you read the turnaround. Lots of good stuff up there. If you missed any of it, it's all archived there for you right on the uh, the homepage by going into the Coach's Corner. Also want to thank Chuck Williams, the uh, director, writer, and uh, is going to act in uh, Shake Off the World. Going to be shot in Lumberton, as you heard. Uh, you can uh, check it out at uh, avondalepictures.com to uh, see if you uh, can become an extra. You can also be part of the crowd for the football scenes there at Lumberton High School, so that should be a lot of fun. You can also go to the GoFundMe site they have set up, uh, take part in the uh, film and get some cool stuff, some DVDs, uh, hats, posters, all that stuff. You can go to uh, the GoFundMe site. It's GoFundMe.com forward slash shake off the world. Thanks, Scott C. Back in Ohio for keeping the show running straight ahead. For now, this is Jeff Fisher saying good night and good sports from sunny Southern California. You've been listening to High School Football America on the Artist First Radio Network.